Is the way to fix health benefits one plan at a time? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients. And now, crush your sales host and build your brand certified guide and chief at ShiftShaperStrategies.com. At ShiftShaperStrategies, David Saltzman. And to help us answer that question, we've invited Glenn Fisher, CEO of NavMD. Hey, Glenn, welcome to the program. Hey, David. Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. Talk a little bit about your journey, because you didn't, like many of us who end up in insurance or insurance-related things, your journey was not a straight path. No, I've been a serial entrepreneur for the last 30-plus years. I've founded a lot of different companies over the years. You know, I I basically saw a problem to solve and, and created a company around it, whether it's in the trash business or shredding or fintech world. That's kind of been my history. But I can tell you that, you know, from a benefits perspective, I knew nothing about benefits except that each year I would meet with my benefit advisor and it was renewal time. And at renewal time, it was not very exciting because I knew my rates were going up. So we'd meet, my advisor would say, hey, your rates are going up 12% this year. Isn't that exciting? And I would say, no, that's horrible because I know what the dance I have to do next is. And that's, I have to adjust my plan so I can bring that renewal down a little bit. So I have to ask my employees to pay for crappier coverage. And I take a hit to my bottom line. That's kind of the routine on an annual basis. And that's when I thought healthcare health benefits was broken. But what I realized is after interviewing some of the most innovative people in America over the few last few years is, you know, health benefits, that's the way it was designed. But there are employers out there that have implemented strategies and solutions that work and that fixes health benefits. So what part of that problem did you decide to work on at NavMD? When I first acquired the company, you know, I thought I was acquiring an insights company that would help zero in on what's happening within a population. But what I quickly realized is that Benefit advisors and their account teams are slammed. They have so much work to basically do the lift, heavy lifting to take care of an employer that they rarely have time to actually focus on what can truly benefit a particular plan. So we had to figure out a way to make that easy. When I thought we were an insights company, you know, actionable insights are only actionable if someone's doing something about it. So what we've done is we've integrated strategies and solutions that empower benefit advisors to stand out in a competitive crowd and give account teams about 40% more time in their day to work on the business instead of in the business. Does that baseline start with data? 
It does. Everything starts with data because if you can understand what's happening within the population, then you can build the right team, implement proven strategies, and deliver solutions that work in the marketplace and that our other employers are using already. So is NavMD mostly a play for self-funded plans? That's a great question. So it used to be, you know, 90% of the plans that are on our platform were self-funded, but more and more fully funded employers are coming onto our platform as well. And the advisors, in, in order for them to, you know, add value and to bring in solutions and strategies to help the fully insured population as well. I mean, some of our carrier friends on the fully insured side have not been big fans of giving out data on fully insured plans. And even sometimes when they give you data, it's not clean. How have you overcome those two obstacles? Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. NavMD was founded in 2005. And so we have great relationships with carriers. um, And we typically have global agreements that make it easy for us to just integrate and get data from a carrier, whether they're fully insured or self-funded. That would be great because it's a problem that a lot of advisors struggle with, especially, as I said, on the on the fully insured side is you don't get data or when you do get data, it's not complete or it's not clean or it's hard to understand. And that would be a, a big plus. Now, I know you do something from our conversation offline. You do something that's a little different. I, I ran a TPA for nine years. And when you told me that you all are doing this, I kind of I think you may have seen the color leave my face. But you said you guys audit every claim. Do you really? And, and how do you do that? Yeah. So foundationally, you know, I think when, when you look at the blueprint to actually fix health benefits one plan at a time, it starts with building a strong foundation. So that strong foundation encompasses three areas. First, the data management piece. So we do all the data management for our, our advisors and employers. We work with the carriers. We bring that data in. We map it into our platform and we balance it against the check register, per se, to make sure it's accurate. The the second step is, you know, a lot of advisors use the, the claims from the carrier alone. That data is pretty messy, and it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly is happening within an employer population. So we enrich the data. We group data into episodes of care, which allows us to assign a risk level to every single member, zero being the lowest, 25 being the highest. And that's what allows us to predict where the risk is trending and to predict future costs for a plan. So that's the second piece. So first, we handle the data management. Second, we enrich the data. And then the final piece is about $325 billion a year of claims get paid that maybe shouldn't have gotten paid. They were billed incorrectly. You know, 80, 90% of it is the provider just made an error in the billing. So what we do is we scan all the claims going back two years, and then we monitor those claims moving forward as well. And we deliver money back to the plan and money back to the employee. So on average, we deliver about 20% back to the employee. That's in, you know, co-pays and deductibles and about 3% back to the plan. So did I understand you correctly? Are you guys doing predictive analytics? We are, absolutely. That's interesting. And so what kind of an R-square are you finding? Where, How far are you getting along the line to being able to actually get to 100%? 100% of what? When you're doing predictive analytics, one of the things that you want to understand is 
how accurate what your predictions are. And so what are you guys finding and how do you guys measure that? Because I think that's something that most folks who talk about predictive analytics don't understand. They just think it's kind of a black box with mystical things that happen inside. Yeah, well, our predictive and our, our risk and our grouping has been validated by the Society of Actuaries. So they're, you know, they're using this to, you know, to predict and to price and to basically make sure that they understand where the trends are going from a risk perspective and a cost perspective. And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion. So one of the things that I know that a lot of benefit advisors and certainly their clients have a problem with is that once you get to the point that you guys are at where you're getting really good data and you're enriching it, to use your phrase, and you're making it stand up and dance and give you insights into what has happened and what to do in the future, it's difficult for them to just look at a sea of data and understand what's happening. Are you doing anything visually on both claims data and maybe financial reporting? And, and if so, how do you do that? What do you provide that makes it easier for folks to understand? So once the foundation is built, the real magic happens when you optimize the plan. And what we've done is we've built a platform that just has standard dashboards and cards that help tell a better story. So you mentioned financial reporting. So not only do we look at the claims data and understand what's happening from a claims perspective, but we also bring in the fixed cost data for the plan. Those are administrative fees, stop loss costs, and the fixed costs. So since we bring all that in as well, we're able to deliver a financial report and financial package to the advisor that they can easily share with the employer. So what we try to do is we just have those ready since we have the data, those dashboards, those standard presentations that advisors have to scramble around and put together for you know a meeting tomorrow, they're ready when you need them, both from a plan perspective and from a financial reporting perspective. But we also took it a, a step further. So our platform has monitors and alerts built into it. So if you want, if the account team needs to monitor the plan, they can create a monitor or alert for anything and they'll be notified by text or email if that happens. How frequently do you update? Because, you know, a lot of times a claim has happened that maybe shouldn't have happened. And if you can head it off at the pass, it's better than trying to re-adjudicate it on the back end. 
Absolutely. So most of our plans in our platform are updated on a monthly basis. Some of them are weekly, and it would be our preference to have it done real time and live and have that API and integration with the carriers so that we can both work together to, you know, to make a difference with employee lives. Are there any TPAs you're working with that, that have that ability to transmit real-time? They do, yeah. TPAs are, are the ones that we tend to have more real-time uh, integrations with. So we've talked a little bit about financial stuff and you know relative to claims and fixed costs and whatnot. One of the things that I think is often overlooked because we focus so much on the cost because it's so humongous is quality. Where do you insert quality into your equations? How does that work in what you guys do? So- in our platform, we have about 17 million employees in our platform that our advisors can benchmark against. We also have every single Medicare claim in the U.S. in our platform, both from a provider and procedure, cost and quality. So we've built that quality piece in our platform. But since you know there are a lot of solutions out there that we can we integrate with that helps deliver the employee to the right place of care. So, you know, you want to make sure you're going to the right place, you're paying the right price, and that is typically left for one of our partners in the marketplace. That's the one thing I kind of didn't, you know, kind of touch on yet, but when you have access to that data, you know, what do you do next? I mean, and there are a lot of point solutions out there. There are thousands of them, and everybody tells you a story of how great they are. But what we're doing is we're bringing those point solutions in, we're flushing them out, making sure that they actually work. And the ones that actually work that solve a problem, whether it's in specialty meds or surgical care or pharmacogenetics, we tell the story. We have the savings analysis built into the platform so that it's easy to understand what it could do. And then we also track it to make sure it's delivering what it promised to do. You mentioned a favorite word of mine, which is pharmacogenetics. Yes. And, you know, I don't I don't really understand why it hasn't been more widely adopted, especially since the price has plummeted in the last 10 years. What are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot more employers starting to embrace that? Absolutely. And I'd love to share a story with you, you know, in my, in my own life of why I'm passionate about pharmacogenetics. When when my oldest boy was was young, he was seven years old, he had awful time getting dressed. He would have complete meltdowns, just putting his socks and his pants on. And so, you know, we took him to therapy. He, you know, that didn't seem to work. Then, you know, after a couple of years, they're like, hey, put him on this one little pill. This one little pill will help him with his meltdowns. And then one little pill became two little pills and then three little pills. And before you know, we, you know, my son ended up in the hospital. I'll never forget. I, I was driving from the hospital with my wife, we're both crying our eyes out saying, you know, we're the worst parents ever. I mean, how did we get our kid in this situation? And at the time it it seemed really hopeless. You know, we didn't know what to do. I mean, we were, we tried everything we knew. And then I, I met a guy that was a geneticist at KU Medical Center. And I, I shared our journey and he said, Glenn, we can help you. I went, what? He said, yeah, we will do a pharmacogenetics test on your son. And what that'll do for us is it'll tell us what drugs work for him and his genetic makeup. 
and what drugs don't work for him. And the drugs that work for him will know exactly what dose because sometimes a kid needs a higher dose of a medication. Some kids need a lower therapeutic dose of a medication. And my kid is probably alive today because of that. And that's why I'm passionate about pharmacogenetics. That's why I'm passionate about, you know, this should be, doctors should use this as a tool. It's not a tool that, you know, should be used alone, but it should be at least considered before putting people on medications for cancer, for medications for mental health, whatever it is. I mean, all of us, when the time we're born should have that pharmacogenetics test done and have that in our pocket when we're meeting with doctors to make sure we're on the right stuff. Yeah, I mean, the labor market is such that, you know, we're starting to talk to a lot of employers who are having problems attracting and retaining employees. And, you know, for my nickel, that would be a big feather in, in your cap because while it, it can be looked at as a cost play, because maybe, you know, you're, you're going to go on a lower cost medication or a number of other things, it's really a patient satisfaction play because while the doctor is saying, well, let's try this and we'll see how it works, and the patient, like your son, is getting sicker or needing more medication, they're just miserable. And so that's one of those things that, I mean, it seems to me to be one of the biggest no-brainers and one of the least talked about things that can be done. And as I said, it it's relatively inexpensive now. You wouldn't do it if somebody needs an, an antibiotic. But for anybody with something serious or treacherous to treat because there's so many drugs and so many interactions, you would think that that's a no-brainer. So I'm heartened to hear that an, an awful lot of your clients are starting to, you know, start using pharmacogenetic testing. Yeah, we have quite a few on the platform that are doing that today. One of our, our partners, University of Utah Health System, they own a reference-based lab uh, called ARUP. They are one of our partners. Aon, Kurt Dane in Louisville, Kentucky, had every single retired teacher in Kentucky had a pharmacogenetics test. And the impact that it has had on that population is extraordinary. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazingly great tool. We've got a few minutes left. I know one of the things that you talk about, because I know you work with producers, is that you've got a kind of a blueprint for them that helps them be more effective and more efficient. Yes. Give us a quick overview of what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of touched on a few of the pieces. You know, it starts with data. Data is, it takes a lot of time to, if you're a producer and not using a platform to pull that carrier data, then you have to pull the, all the other fixed cost data and bring that all together and try to make heads or tails out of it. We do all that heavy lifting, plus we enrich it to tell a better story and we audit it and deliver money back to the plan and employee. So that's the foundation piece. Then our platform, you know, so when I talk about empowering producers, you know, most producers don't tap into that the ability to deliver money back to the plan and employee like like our platform does. So that's that's where they can go into a market and really make an impact right out of the gate by being aligned with uh, the employer a lot better. The second piece like we talked about is that time savings. So if you're managing data, if you're building dashboards and trying to build those employer presentations, if you have to do financial reporting, if you have to try to figure out what solutions and strategies work, the RFP process is a heavy lift. I mean, we all know that, that you know, typically they send out spreadsheets and then you have to receive that information back and then you have to make heads or tails out of it, make sure you don't fat finger a number and then create it into an employer presentation. That takes time. 
we have an RFP and marketing platform built into our platform. It's free and it streamlines that entire process. So our goal is just to make the account team's life easier so they get you know, 16 hours a week back to their their time so they can really work on high-level stuff instead of being down in the weeds. So that's kind of the, the blueprint that we've created. And, and believe me, this blueprint is changing every single day. I mean, we are trying to be on the cutting edge and we're trying to just interview. And that, that's why I love being on shows like yours is because, you know, I learn just like everybody else does. I mean, it's a great way to continue to be innovative and to deliver real value because our mission is to fix health benefits one plan at a time. That's a great place to end our conversation for today. Glenn Fisher, CEO of NavMD. Glenn, thank you so much for a really interesting conversation. Yeah, thank you, David. I lo- always love talking to you. You're so fascinating. Thank you. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.